Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm Cisco, uh, your host from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Misfit Minded and at my website at MisfitMinded.com. And I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And today we're talking about the 1993 medical action thriller, The Fugitive. And if you haven't seen it, it's about a doctor by the name of Richard Kimball, who is framed for murdering his wife uh, and who escapes and tries to prove his innocence. So, Shani B, are you a Fanny B of this movie? What do you love? What do you hate? Yeah, total Fanny B. This is one of those OG movies that will always be close to my heart. I have a lifelong relationship to it since watching it all all those years ago as a child. And yeah, I love revisiting this movie. I feel like, you know, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones are in their prime in this. Their work is next level in terms of elevating, you know, what is kind of a wild story. Um, I love a good science thriller. Give me a thriller with a weird science element I never see coming and I will show up every time. Um, yeah, good twist that that I I'm, I don't I had no idea was going to be a part of this, but I was cool with. And uh, we have like Jane Lynch and Julianne Moore sneaking <laughs> in super young, which is great. Yeah. Joey Pants, of course. And uh, the, the sequences in this, of course, there's some computers being used. There's some layering and special effects like that but there's also just like good old-fashioned helicopters and trains and buses and shit getting crashed and i'm about that life um yeah proper 90s action movie and i'm here for it what about you um yeah this is i thought this is a i'm, I'm pretty much with you that this is a go-to you know thriller movie like if you think of just uh you know, thriller, what comes to mind, like, this is probably up there, um, you know, like you said, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones at the top of their games, uh, so always interesting to watch them, and I like how, you know, similar how we talked about in our Hunted episode with Tommy Lee Jones, that, like, um, he's always the cop or whatever, like, the asshole cop, but you still you're not like you don't hate him you know what i mean like you're still rooting for you don't really know who to root for for like the first i would say like hour of the movie they really because they show you the you know the opening murder of harrison ford's wife but like wild they but like you don't know if harrison ford did it or not which i you know i kind of forgot but you know it's not like he doesn't um you know break down and you know, to say what happens, he's like very stoic in the interrogation and you just see like glimpses of his wife being murdered. So um, it kind of like, you know, surprises you in that way, like you said. And um, yeah, and then once Tommy Lee Jones gets um, inserted into it, it's just like every 20 to 30 minutes, it was like another great actor like you said julianne moore coming in jane lynch you're just like oh shit <laughs> julianne moore yes. for like one scene too it's just like damn okay right it's crazy i forgot that she was in this um but yeah like you said the se the sequences i really don't think like um especially compared to other action movies like not cgi heavy at all i wouldn't say like very <laughs> practically done um, so like a lot of good stunts we can talk about and 
Um, I just think like whenever we cover a movie that's like been copied a million times, that, like, mm. it's important to to say like this is like what set the template or whatever. But like I feel like this really, you know, a person that's wrongfully accused. How many thrillers have we seen with that storyline? And then dye their hair and shave their beard and stuff like that and uh so yeah i just think there's so many tropes that come from this movie that you know somebody watching this might not know that like that i feel like that wasn't necessarily as popular before this movie but this movie just like you Mm -hmm. know took this and ran with it and yeah history 30 years i mean it even has been eternally spoofed by sir leslie nielsen in the hit movie wrongfully accused where they just spoof this entire movie because that's how impactful it was in terms of everyone saw it everyone knew about it Mm -hmm. and i do feel like when i was a kid watching it i was like oh i'm on to something the grown-ups all think is like really cool and I do feel like that is a testament to how how this movie takes what we'll see repeated time and time again and begins it in such a grounded space mm-hmm. where the yeah, the way that they keep it sort of shadowed, but that they're also really helping you see that like this guy is complex. And even Harrison Ford is like, what would it really look like mm-hmm. if an innocent man was like truly innocent and trying to prove that? And I just feel like that's something we don't have the luxury of doing in performance after this movie because everyone just likes the trope part of he's on the run. He's got to prove his innocence. Yeah. And there's so many scenes where Harrison Ford's like, oh, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, this is. I don't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> his dramatic performance always immediately undercut by Tommy Lee Jones being like, man, I've seen a bunch of people pretend to be sad about something. I know I'm not here for any of it. One of the best lines of the 90s, let's be honest. I feel like that line won him the Oscar <laughs> right there for this movie. <laughs> um but yeah like i think that's a good point uh that i I wanted to talk about too that just like yeah this has been done a million times now but like because you have harrison ford one of the best actors and tommy lee jones um being like the two leads like they sell it more than anything and even like the supporting characters like all of the cops yes are like fun it's never like i feel like in a lot of cop movies now those scenes are always like so boring, you know, like (laughs) just like the cops doing their thing. But in this one, I like, you know, when uh, Harrison Ford like calls them and they're like, hey, we got another Richard Kimball here on the line. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Put him on. Like they all just like fucking around. And then when he he realizes it's Harrison Ford, he's like, okay, okay, okay. Everybody, everybody. Like, and they get that. But it's like, yeah, they're always like kind of like, breaking each other's balls and uh it felt authentic yeah they really uh, felt like they were a group of guys that sometimes have to sit in a car all night long uncomfortable with each other you know like they the camaraderie and the authenticity of all the relationships even straight up the one that richard kimball has with jane lynch the biologist who's like richard i've looked at the slides i have the data (laughs) well like that's the thing too it's like all of the that's another trope like the people they interview you know it's like that's a true like because the you know whenever there's an investigation they have to question these people and that could be boring because you've seen that a million Mm -hmm. times on law and order and stuff like that 
But in this mm-hmm. one, it's like, like you're saying, you know that Jane Lynch loves him because she basically says that. Like I, yeah. like I totally respect him, and he's innocent, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. and and the same thing with, you know, spoiler alert, who ends up being the the main villain. But like, Ooh. you know, he uh, at first he's like he's my friend. At first, he's like, yeah, he's like being like you know, like, we're, we're like this, and then, uh, like, gives him up pretty quickly, though, like, is like, yeah, I saw him this morning, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, I do yeah. like how he's like, but you're not gonna catch him, because yeah. he's too smart, <laughs> yeah, but again, that was like, that's like another, it's a twist on it, that I wasn't, ex- even though I've seen this movie before, I was like, oh, I forgot that, that he, like, kind of gives it up, and he's like, yeah, he's, they're like, uh, smart, sm- uh, as smart as you, and he's like, smarter, you know, yes, I love those, that duality too. Yeah. It's true because it is sort of one of those things where he he almost is saying, I I know that if Richard is out long enough, he'll catch me. He's almost maybe leaning into something like that because I do feel like that's what makes he the wants twist them a to catch shopping. catch him. Yeah, but he, yes, he, he can't but be like, too eager to, be, to let yeah. them know that he wants them to. Yeah. Oh man, it's yeah, yeah. The the twists and turns and like the the overarching story is also really interesting to me too. It's so Mm nineties. I think today we just like let go of any of the more grounding details in stories like this, and we're just sort of like, oh, he's here and he has to escape, and here's this scene, and he's here and he has to escape, and here's this scene. And I think in this movie, there's only two times that Kimball's able to really escape before he has to be ahead of the police and not just like straight up right down the the river and somehow still escaping yeah. <laughs> you know like i feel like he really did have to go places because the story required him uh to go get information to go be on the run not just because they were on his tail and i do feel a little bit like movies that copy this are more interested in the fun of the escape and I cannot stress how non-graceful Harrison Ford is every time he escapes in those initial uh, situations where he's almost like, uh, should I escape? I don't know. Yeah, that's another that's another <laughs> thing I forgot because I again the the move, the ripoffs start to kind of like um, you know take over your memory of the. Of, I mean, they like deteriorated yeah, a little. But like that, he's not the one that like he wasn't responsible for the escape at all. Like it was like no. other other uh, inmates on the bus and he just was like and he saved somebody and then they had that one cop trying to take credit for it, which was hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I couldn't leave my partner behind. <laughs> I did like how that cop tried to do a solid and was like, everybody's dead. Yeah. Even though I think he knew that that, you know, Rich Campbell got out of there. And but then it's Tommy true, Jones like, immediately, you want to retract that bullshit story? <laughs> so good. He's like so, the so good. level of asshole. They, I mean, they basically, they bring that back again in Men in Black. You know, it's just like that yeah. detective asshole that you need. Like, you, he's being that way because Straight he wants shooter. answers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, his bullshit meter is off the charts, especially <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Um, what was I was going to say? um oh that uh the other thing too that like you were saying like um in a lot of these other ones aside from like 
the main character and a lot of these other ones is like an action hero, like turns into like Jason Bourne randomly and is like, yes. you know, taking out cops. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's just a regular guy. Like, this is so unrealistic. Like, yeah, like you said, Harrison Ford kind of bumbling around. Like, he's <laughs> smart, but like, you never get the feeling that like he's going to outsmart the cops forever. Like, he's going to get caught eventually. Um, which the I The like. mastery. Yeah, of his accidental ability to escape is so good. <laughs> like, I don't know how they make it feel grounded, but it, to your point, like, their performances are are helping tie these two things together. And I do think that movies today sometimes maybe rely too much on the effects or on the stunts to do that work, which sometimes I think is pretty awesome. But rewatching a movie like this always makes me be like, oh, and yeah, that's why just... when you have like, you can just tell like, producers nowadays being like, like, if they watched this, like they would just be like, you know, he really needs to be the one that like, you know, takes the cop's gun or whatever, like, and, and all this other stuff, like they would just he, be like, he doesn't have enough agency or the, you know, the audience needs to know that he's the hero or something like that. Like, so, but like I said, they do that little dance where like, you're not sure if he did kill his wife or not. Like if you're, mm -hmm. uh, and I really like that. And then, but then once you get the feeling that it is like a setup, um, I like that it kind of switches and Harrison Ford is like, has these like moments of like grief or whatever, which is like, yes. they're like, again, all the ripoffs do not have that just a moment like that where they are grieving. It's just all action, 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 moving on to the next plot thing. But like mm -hmm. I was thinking in particular, the scene where um, he's what is it like uh, he's seeing someone give mouth to mouth or whatever. And, and then he and then it match cuts to him giving his wife mouth to mouth. Or he's something about yes. like seeing someone kiss somebody or something. And then he like thinks mm -hmm. of that moment and it's just yeah it's like very jarring but it's like you would you know if you were going through all of this you probably would get those like fragments of shock and yeah. everything like just hitting you ran because he's like in survival mode and then anytime yes. he gets a second to rest those emotions just come flooding like i just think they do a really nice job of putting you in, yeah. in in the mindset of someone that just lost their wife and then you know it's being accused and you know yeah yeah and i like that line too where they, they first arrest him and he's like, you find this man. Like he's just yelling at the cop. Yes. Yes. He's like, my Dude, I love Harrison Ford's heavy breath. Yeah. Cry, like right before he cries move. Yeah. God, it's so good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. You yeah. know, this movie is so authentic in the sense that it's also still of that time when emotional worlds were trying to be mirrored in the filmmaking. And I think like it's less about the emotional world being mirrored and it's more about the action and the stunt being mirrored in the filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Because here, those depictions, that's like mostly what grief looks like, yep. right? It looks like you're just living your life and then you're sort of hit across the face with a kind of memory that ruins everything for the rest of your day. And Harrison Ford, I think, like is able to encapsulate that so much in the real time versions of those things, too, where I do feel like he does appear to be collecting information as it comes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, because they want that that almost superhero element for their main character, they like know the answers already. 
already. And his ability to discover this mystery, like even I was like, wait, what does happen again? Oh, oh yeah. Was, okay, that was going to be, if we're moving on to the questions and plot holes, just trying to move us along here. I would mm-hmm. say that's one thing that like, I've seen this movie like a million times. I still could not tell you what the motivation of the villains are. <laughs> like, I just, I know it has something to do with like pharmaceutical, like big pharma. It's just money. And, yeah. And money, like- but like, I, if someone asked me to explain it, I'd be like, I, I don't know. I just watched it 20 <laughs> minutes ago and I couldn't tell. <laughs> you know that it has to do with Prevasic and yeah. you know that it has to do with faking results for some reason and, and a cover up. And I think that's what's kind of fun about it, too, is it's almost has a noir storyline for an action movie, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool as well. But that's exactly it is that, like, it doesn't actually matter that stuff doesn't need to matter. Like we don't have to have too much of a moral uh, uh, relationship to what's happening to Richard Kimball. Cause like, that's not what this movie is about. Like it's not about why he was framed really. It's about him being able to take his life back by exposing the fact that he was framed. And I think this movie does a good job of not trying to get us twisted in the whole pharmaceutical debate. That's for another movie. This one is more, This guy is just uncovering what happened to him. So he's getting to reconcile, you know, the trauma he's gone through of being wrongfully accused. And then he's also getting to get justice for his wife. It's like all about stuff that has nothing to do with Provasic. So not remembering is good. (laughs) I think and I think the best movies like that's really the only one I have, if if I'm being honest. Like, I think this is a really solid, tight movie. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you can nitpick like. You know, would the cops really know that it was the L train based on the, you know, audio mix or whatever? But it's like you have to have some investigating bullshit for the audience (laughs) to be like, oh, they're getting on his tracks or whatever. And I feel like they even acknowledge that because like they have the joke of like timely jones being like i knew it was the l train all along (laughs) (laughs) exactly like they're they're even acknowledging like yeah this is like you know kind of nonsense but like it's a cool scene like where it's like yes back up back up back up and it's like they're you know can you just can you just single out that uh the conductor or whatever like it's like you're Mm -hmm. watching them do uh police work or whatever and again like that's something that i feel like a lot of the ripoffs it's Mm. you know they're a lot of times they'll just skimp out on on like they're just like yeah they they audiences know what the police work looks like it's like no like make something interesting that we haven't seen before that's like cool like that. right yeah exactly exactly that's that's exactly what i feel like is lacking is that like this movie has a lot of grounding moments that are not about just trying to pull my focus or just trying to, uh, you know, shock me or something like they are moments where I see all of these real people in a scene appear to be collaborating and listening to each other in real time because this is an extreme situation. So I don't need by the book cop work. Right. Like I do yeah. need cops being like my neck's on the line here. I got to try something creative, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, like I, you, you get the like we got to talk about if we're like getting into filmmaking stuff. Like, did you have Let's any? Go. Did you have any plot holes or anything before we move into it? Honestly, the fact that he get, keeps getting away, like okay. occasionally, I'm sort of like, you you keep getting away yeah. and you are bumbling. But I feel like they only really and do he it. He takes a, a lot of chances too, like to add to yes. that. Like he is not That's like hiding out somewhere and like biding his time. He's like, let me walk into this hospital full of cops. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> so. yeah, let me steal so much. <laughs> let me do all the things that he does in the hospital. I don't want to give them away because they're so funny and real But again, time you need that. Videos. And so it, without that, those chances, you wouldn't get the great scene of Tommy Lee Jones going up the stairs as he's going down the stairs and then him being like, wait, was that? And then, like, yeah. going around being like, Richard! Yes! <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that, that I was going to say, that priceless face you're talking about, like, of him looking up, like... Like... <laughs> <laughs> he makes it so many times. Yeah, he does. And it looks so good. I and I think that's part of it, too, is that he doesn't... He's not a paranoid guy. Mm -mm. So I feel like in some of these movies where the action hero does kind of know a little too much, it makes sense that he's a little more paranoid or has more of an idea of when people are going to know he's doing something. And I feel like uh, Harrison Ford takes a lot of chances here because he's not paranoid. He doesn't think the cops are going to see him everywhere. Everyone's going to be like after at him. At that point, it's, yes. it's more out of desperation. Yes. Like, you know what? If I get caught, at least like I tried I to, to like prove my innocence yeah yes um, yeah. yes such a strong choice yeah for the for the filmmaking stuff i would just say i love people who are good at their jobs in movies i think it's mm -hmm. one of the best things you can you can do is just you know i don't know i don't care what job it is but just have them so character man when tommy lee jones shows up that's got to be one of the best introductions you know, like, it's just like, he's on fire immediately. Yeah. And, and like the way they shoot it too, it's like, they don't like automatically like show him. It's kind of like in the background, yeah, like wa waiting for him, like a superhero or some shit is like coming onto the crime scene. And then when he does come on and he, he gives that great speech of like, all right, I need these people out here. I need you guys to go down there. <laughs> yes. I don't care if it's a doghouse, outhouse. You you find the yep, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's, true. it's like, all right, we're on. Like, okay, yeah, like and I mean it's it's just good character development yeah. and then actors that know what to do with it. Because I do I love how when he's in the hospital to like Harrison Ford, how he like he steals the apple or whatever, and then he's like looking at the uh kids' x-rays and just oh, all yeah. of his behaviors again, they look like they did through like, action. He looks like about. he changes in a hospital because he's a doctor. Mm -hmm. Not because he's like on the run, but because when he goes to a hospital, he checks into being a doctor at a hospital and you see that human moment where he's both this guy trying to prove something but also like i i care about people i want to help them and yeah, now i'm kind I'm of like he's like sitting on the on the ledge there and then he's like watching these doctors just fuck up and he's like mm, <laughs> i gotta do i say something <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know like oh, oh, that's not right is he, he he's like whispering himself he's like just do it just do it like <laughs> i also wrote, wrote down this line again with the timely jones introduction i just fucking love it so much when uh you know he's just like you know you do this you do this and then he's like um johnson what are you doing he's like I i'm just thinking he's like yeah uh pick me up a cup of coffee and a donut with some of those sprinkles on <laughs> yeah while you're, in the, while you're while you're at it uh why don't yeah. you think <laughs> like again just the most sarcastic like asshole character but like i just love it so i don't genius. know i love it so much i understand why he won the oscar like i just yeah. i completely get it like this character fully embodies yeah <laughs> exactly yep yep so yeah good. he is just such a pro and i'm i want to say that that line is even ad-libbed like i want to say that yeah. tommy lee jones even was like so in the character that he was able to say to respond to that authentically. 
<laughs> yeah, then, uh, you know, I don't care, obviously. And then this is another throwaway that I just, I love when uh, they think they have Harrison Ford trapped in that tunnel. And then when mm-hmm. he, like, he finds the sewer and he's like, we got a gopher. <laughs> yes. And yes. I'm like, is that, like, a a technical police term or is that just something like Tommy Lee just brought like this guy's in the hole like we gotta go for like (laughs) (laughs) this is the way this guy this is how this guy sees the world and he's just living through him and that's exactly Uh, it I think when you can't see the difference between the actors like between the words that the actor is bringing to life and the performance itself that's what makes like a really good actor and I just feel like that's what Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones can always do because this movie is a great example of different performances they rarely play Tommy Lee Jones is always a cop but rarely is he a kind of cop that is like this kitschy right this Mm -hmm. cheeky this uh full of himself almost and rarely is Harrison Ford a bumbling dude who's he's usually the leading man that like knows everything and is like the sarcastic dick like (laughs) so they they're subverting it all around where again but they're playing on those expectations definitely like the casting is perfect but intentional in that way too where it's like you know Harrison Ford Canada couldn't have killed his wife could he like and it's like question mark um and then yeah like joey pants obviously like all those guys just like again add to that realism um there's that one character actor who just has like the best chicago cop beer like uh mustache ever like it's just hilarious um which brings me to I, i before i forget um bearded harrison ford yay or nay have to i have to run it by you it's gonna be a hard no for me (laughs) it's gonna be a hard no Um, okay why why you gotta only because he just like looks so he looks really like a lot older to me with the beard which is weird Um, because you know now i see him as like an older guy and i just feel like the beard did make him look more evil so Mm. when he like shaved his face i was kind of like huh yeah it's interesting because like obviously we need to be able to drastically change appearance to to keep this thing going but it it is true i always forget he has a beard i always think it's just like a mustache or something he shaves off but it is like a straight up a a caveman at the beginning it's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah then he shaves and uh, i like that one scene where uh the cop questions him and he's like you seen this guy you know six six one with the brown eyes and a beard he's like Every time I look look in the mirror, mirror. (laughs) except for the beard, I'm like, this guy is cocky, man. Like, damn. (laughs) Right? Yep. Yep. This guy is out here. That confidence, but oh man. Okay. Second question. Uh, I forgot to put this in my questions potholes, I guess. But do you think this movie is too long? Have to. It it clocks in at about like two ten, something like that. Two hours ten. Because I think it's one of those things where. I would say like the first hour and a half, I'm like, this is perfect. Like this is, I wouldn't change a, a damn thing. And then you get to like the last 30, 45. And it's like, they have one, one or two extra set pieces that I think like, I don't know if it was like from other mm-hmm. movies or like they, there was like, I just, we just don't know what to cut. So we'll just put them all in here. You know what I mean? It just, it definitely it feels that way where it's like, oh, this is where the bad guy finally gets caught. And then it's like, oh, we're, we're in the, different dining area now like <laughs> or like, <laughs> like mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so i would say a little bit i would say definitely i think some could have been cut at the end um yeah cause, cause i a, mean a, a, I... a tight thriller 
is like tighter i feel like is always better to keep that yeah for me i want my thrillers to be like 143 Mm -hmm. to 147 you know um that's really not not 147 an hour and 47 (laughs) um but but yeah i do feel like this movie is it's one of those ones where i don't always notice that i have spent that much time watching it like sometimes i can be really engaged with it but like when it is on tv or something that's when i'm usually like yeah fucking come on i'm trying to get to the end of this movie now (laughs) obviously i love the scene where he goes to the jail for that guy but it is like when you think about it like afterwards Dude, it is kind of pointless that he just goes to the guy and he's like i made a mistake and then walks away <laughs> and you're just like okay that, that's he goes it. There. yeah yeah like the fact that he goes in there i think we could lose that just because that one's maybe the most absurd like if, of his even like may, like you can have him attempt to go in there and then get stopped before he can go like or something like that like i just but the, just the way it plays out is so funny like that he just he's like well you know we're here man you know it's boring we ain't got no cable in there <laughs> Yeah, please talk I to me. I felt bad please. for that guy. I was like, oh man, he just wants someone to talk to him. Yes. Yeah, that was like a good quick moment where they're like, we understand that this movie is not going to talk about how hard it was for Richard Kimball in prison. So this character very quickly is going to let us give us a little insight there. But it's true that that one is a little bit wild for him to sort of go in there. And yeah, I think this movie is like walking the line of a lot of people outside of the main cast, helping to ground the story, helping to create authenticity. So so I do feel like sometimes there's there probably could have been things tightened up a little bit. But I I don't know. I this is one of those ones where like I'm definitely not like, oh, this is the part of the movie it drags per se. I just I like physically just felt it. Uh, Maybe that's because I'm tired. But it was like the last 20 minutes. I was like, oh, man, okay. Right, yeah, I'm, I mean, we've been sitting through some fucking three-hour-plus movies. And I'm, and I'm going to the movies okay. after this, too. So it's like... Oh, oh what are you going to go see? Um, they're showing um, Dario Argento's opera at uh, this uh, theater by my house. Yeah, it's the house in, theater. In, in 4K. Uh, restored oh, in 4K, so, and I've never seen it, and my friend's never seen it, so... It's going to be fun for pacing. (laughs) Well, I looked at the runtime and it's like an hour 40 and I'm like, okay, perfect. Yes, that's very good. Whenever I see that, if I get like a 90 hour 40, I'm like, that's my sweet spot. I'm like, that's yes. now, Now we're cooking. And then like I was looking at the reviews and all of them were being like, this is the last Argento masterpiece. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I want to see it. I got to hear about it. That's one I haven't seen. I was I went down some holes before, but I haven't seen that one. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I guess like it's interesting to think about because I think the reason The Fugitive is like longer than maybe it needs to be is because it is walking a line of not just being an action movie like it. It is elevated. It's kind of a drama too. you know, to go back to what we were talking about in terms of like him being traumatized his wife was murdered so it's like they don't sleep on that and leave that out of the story for the action they do try to have that dramatic center and that's probably what they needed to like throw an extra 20 minutes on for and i feel like even and we should mention that they made a sequel to this brought tommy lee jones back ran it back again u.s marshall with yeah and i do think like (laughs) they did make him like the action guy though like to our point like because i couldn't even tell you like what's the dramatic like if he like did he kill his wife i don't remember what the the setup was but 
If, I rewatched it like three years ago. Fuck, I can't remember what it. It probably is because they literally recycle like the same ex- like all the way down to the twist. It's like yeah, literally it's shot for shot, years. like <laughs> remake with Tommy Lee Jones just back again. Like you would think he would learn his lesson the first time. Like maybe we shouldn't like press this guy so hard. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but nope. He's like you know as he says in uh when he when he shoots the the perp. He's like, we don't negotiate. That's right. That's right. You think I should have negotiated? Yeah. That's that's maybe one scene too where it's like, yeah, you know, because like you, that's one scene where again they could have cut that scene because it's like, all right, we know. Yeah, we can tell he's a badass. Mm -hmm. And then they go to a scene afterwards where they're talking, and the guy's like, I can, I can't hear, (laughs) and it's like, oh damn. Like exactly, exactly. There's like one extra breath, (laughs) one extra breath for the real grounded consequences, and that is true. It's like later we realize we don't necessarily need that. I'm I'm glad it's in this story, but yeah, in retrospect, if I don't have to sit for more than an hour and forty five minutes, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. Okay, I found one other one other nitpick in my notes. Okay, have to mention it. It's pretty. I just like, why did he steal the ambulance? I just feel like that was such a bad idea. It's like, if you're trying to flee from the cops, maybe pick a car that's not as obvious as, because like, literally, as soon as he does it, you see them in the the chopper, like, we got it, we're we're following an ambulance, he's going northbound. It's like, well, now they know exactly what to look for. It's not like, you know, brown Chevy or something like that. It's like, no, no. it's a one ambulance like that we can just spot or whatever. <laughs> and, they, and they find him like immediately, like driving. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So I just yeah, I I mean, don't like- understand what the I mean, I guess it was like just there. But I'm just like, dude, like, if anything, We've been- when he's in that, uh, you know, lab, like the doctor's outfit yep. it's like i would just be like uh you know producer's hat just be like um go up to like a random car and be like this is a medical emergency i need your car or something like that and, just and see if i can get in there car. yeah <laughs> yep but like again to your point like that's because we're more sophisticated right like i'm he's sure that he's just time, you know, yeah again, he's, not, he's probably but not he, thinking that far ahead he's just like i need to get out of here Here's yeah he's car. probably like yeah well because i think that's it too is he doesn't in the beginning of this movie and for a while he doesn't understand how the police are are so on his tail like he is trying to understand how they follow him in real time too and i think like that's part of the turnaround when he's like okay i actually have to be smart about this because people do not trust me so i have to prove what's going on and i have to be smarter because i can't get caught before i prove it i have to prove it now and i do feel like there's kind of a turning point after the hospital scene where he realizes that like (laughs) he's got to be firm and maybe that's like part of the i've made a mistake scene where like he realizes that like he's barking up with the wrong trees here he's got to be smarter than this I also think like um, the one armed man aspect of it, you could probably say is like a little weird, but I know, Recently. I know just from like, uh, I don't know, just like from previous knowledge or conversations that like, that's from the TV show or whatever. So like, uh-huh. I guess, I guess that's like something like a vestige from the TV show where like, 
you know, he, yeah, he has to prove his innocence. And there is like a guy with like a one one armed man. It was me. And, and, that, was man. and I kind of, I kind of like it. I kind of like that. You know, it's like it's easy to laugh at, but it also is like it's so ridiculous that you can see why the cops wouldn't take it serious. You know? Yes, um, and it's unique. It yeah. really is unique. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, not it wouldn't work for every movie, but then. <laughs> you know it, it it does play a big part in it and like his and him investigating it like going into that part of the hospital and like yes. using his google skills using his computer skills to narrow it down like all that so stuff is, is pretty is pretty fun i would say um although like you would think the cops would like check that out like even like even if they thought it was ridiculous be like all right all the one-armed guys with criminal records. Let's let's we should run still that. check it out. Yeah, yeah, we should still check it out. <laughs> they just dismiss it like pretty quickly. Like, yeah, it's this. This is our guy and the and the mm-hmm. and the, the judge too. You know, like I feel like that's he's got that's the death penalty. I forgot that too. He was about to be yeah. put to death. Yeah, I forgot so he's about that. Desperate. So shit. Yeah. They're not messing around. They're not messing around in this story. And I guess, yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not. That's the turning point for each of them. Is that like he realizes he has to take it more seriously and and not get caught, and they realize they have to stop treating him like he's just the average felon. You know, like the reason they can't catch up to him, like in some weird way, I feel like the filmmakers trying to be like, it's because he's innocent. That's yeah. why they can't catch him. And that's like only something in a movie you'd be able to try to do. <laughs> okay. Another thing this movie does better than a lot of the other imitators is like they have okay. the, the whole cop, uh, you know, dick measuring contest where it's like, this is my crime scene, blah, 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 blah. Yes. At the beginning when Tommy Lee Jones shows up. But I just love it because like that cop is being such an asshole to him at first that like Tommy Lee Jones is like, okay, all right. And then, like, finally, like, when it gets, you know, puts his dick on the table and he's like, what's what's your jurisdiction on this? And he's like, you can go to the, the court office, the, the state, blah, blah, blah. And then the girl, like, hands him the paper and he's just like, what? Oh, fine, you you can take it. Like, he's just so flustered from it. Yeah. <laughs> the DA, like, he's just, yeah, it's, oh, man. It's, it's so epic. Good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is, it's the, those little details are the reason why we have, why we do this, why we like movies at all and why we need to talk about them because those little details, whether sometimes we like need them or not, I'm really grateful they're there. And this is exactly an example of that. I mean, I just think he runs away with the movie. I honestly like literally think like he is the reason there's a sequel is like this. Yes. We we have gold here in the timely Jones as this U.S. martial guy and we need to do it Mm -hmm. again. And they just did the exact same thing again. But like, who saw that coming? Who saw Tommy Lee Jones becoming one of the first uh, franchise darlings? He's doing it here. He's doing it in Men in Black. Black. Who would have ever thought it would be him? Yeah, (laughs) Not me, but I'm into it. I like it. Yeah, he's my favorite performance in the film. I don't know if you have one that you you want to talk about. It's got to be Jane Lynch for me. I she's just playing it so grounded. There's no jokes in sight and I love when you find a comedian actor in some part of their career not being funny. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. So it's got to be Jane Lynch over here. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about like supporting roles like I think the Julianne Moore thing is pretty like entertaining too where it's just like Classic. you know she's like calling harrison Ford on his bullshit like he's like it's a hobby 
She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I just like to look at x-rays. I call bullshit. Like, you stay right there. Like That's right. Don't you move. Yeah. <laughs> Takes his, like, badge. And it's just, yeah, that, that part is pretty funny. And then, yeah, he ends up saving that kid's life. Like, how can you be mad? He's just... That's right. Can't help it, but be a good guy. Can't help it. So different from his contemporary men and their thrillers like Michael Douglas. Different guy. Different (laughs) energy, too. Different energy. Um, Yeah, not a lot of kills in this for necessarily. It's more of a thriller instead of a a killer. Um, So, yeah, in terms of stunts, like what were some that stood out to you? I think I have one or two that I'm kind of juggling with right now. So why don't you go first? It's pretty much all Harrison Ford's stunts are just the win for me. The bumblingness of it everywhere we go, like particularly I think when he is in the like river and the woods Mm -hmm. where he's like in the river water, I was sort of like, whoa, shit, that is actually Harrison Ford like in this bustling river and then like when he buries himself like in the leaves and stuff i was like that, yeah, yeah was he, he makes a little leaf blanket that was so funny <laughs> pretty good, <laughs> pretty oh, good. yeah i was gonna so mine i guess it's like in the same you know stretch so i guess i can kind of bundle them but i just so part of it's the harrison ford like doing the flip into the into the river i thought that was a cool yes. stunt that still looks really good <laughs> Just a front flip, <laughs> and then you get the cops. I think what sells it though is you get the cops looking down off the ledge. You know, Joey Pants and Tamley Jones, and then and then uh, Joey Pants is just like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just really. Tamley Jones shock, yeah, true shock. And then you know, and I love Tamley Jones doesn't miss a beat. They're all like, "There's a one in a million chance that." Guess somebody would survive that, and he's like, "Well, you better dig up a body." Like. <laughs> Just That's right. Not I'll need satisfied. To not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one I thought was really. I mean, it was like uh, I had the surround sound. It was like banging. Like my my living room was the uh, the train sequence. It was like mm-hmm. the, the mix on that was super was super good and and powerful. And again, I think what sells that is um, just like the small thing. It's like uh, Harrison Ford having to save that guy. Like decide whether he's just going to save himself or save that guy. And then there's like, you can see in the shot, there's like two feet like pressed against the the window or whatever. It's like from a random, I don't know, inmate or something like that. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, those are just like fake feet or whatever. But it's like, it just sells it that like, okay, there's other people on here. And so when the, the train hits the car, it's like just boom, explosion, like very loud. Yes, that that so. whole sequence, like when... uh you know, the guy fakes the seizure and like shanks the cop and then like the shotgun, it just happens like so quickly, like all that action. And that se- so I, I thought all those stunts in that were like really well done and uh, agreed, you know, memorable memory that sets all the action in motion, like right there. And then it just like the foot race for the rest of the, the movie. So hell yeah hell yeah 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 this movie has for all of the like drama and groundedness and authenticity the action is equally as powerful and i feel like they got a lot of aerial shots in this movie that people really sleep on except for michael bay because he never sleeps and is always doing aerial shots 
but uh, I do feel like like those aerial shots, they're like harder than people think. And I feel like with drones, I should see more of them, but I don't. And so I feel like uh, I gotta, I need to rewatch this movie with a good mix or man, I wish that this one was getting released in theaters again. So I could try to see it on a, on a big screen. That'd be probably. I'd be, I'd be like trying to think like what like holiday you could, I mean, they have the St. Patrick's day parade. Maybe you could be like a St. Patty's day. <laughs> <laughs> where i think it was just it's like true. because of the green river thing in chicago it was a huge thing so like i think that was feature like, it yeah it's like trying to sell the chicago aspect of it which i actually we didn't mention that but i think that's like a that's a good call too where it's like most movies are especially these types of movies la new york mm-hmm. you know it's like it's very rare to get like just like a midwest uh chicago type store thriller like this and they get a lot of mileage on it with like the the train sequence which was another action part where he um you know the the one-armed man tries to kill him and ends up shooting the cop and then he like you know he he i mean harrison ford's trademark i think we talked about it before it's just the sucker punch just like i don't know just like all of this (laughs) all of his like force into it and then yeah and then just like uh you know puts the handcuffs on him and then drops the guns in the mailbox again it's just like yep it's like you can just tell this guy is just a no plan he's just like oh i'm gonna put these here let me just (laughs) yeah i just want to get out of this situation get me out of here it's true it's true he he's a unique character and the 90s there were so many movies in chicago and this is a great one so yeah maybe there maybe there should just be like a chicago fest where like for a week straight just the best chicago movies featuring uh, like featuring the city should be there i was was, like trying to think of like best chicago movies because I forgot this was in Chicago, but I mean, like, Let's... Uh, I'd have to put so top three right We'd now. We have to do just it. Just thinking right mm-hmm. now, got to put Ferris Bueller's Day Off in there. That's probably my number one, followed yes, by absolutely. Blues Brothers. Probably maybe number two, Ooh, and then right. you know you can add this on there. I think this is a solid in the top five somewhere. Maybe I don't know for sure. I'm sure I'm Child's forgetting. Child's play's got to be but... in there. Oh, it's true. I forgot. See, I always forget some of these because it's like. <laughs> um but yeah and then uh like as the as the midwestern uh accent expert on this this podcast i will say that the accents were legit i i did Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone overdid it like they were just doing like the slightly exaggerated like cop chicago cop accent and like yep there's again there's some times where i would say the most egregious recently uh is i watched uh black hat with chris hemsworth and I don't know what I haven't seen it. Oh my god, you have to watch it. I mean, it's it's right. it's worth a watch, but like whatever accent Chris Hemsworth is going for is like not working at all. Like he and it's like it goes in and out. Like it's like sometimes he's trying to do like the most like hey Joe the down the street there hey like <laughs> <laughs> like Fuck. Chicago accent, but, the, but then it just like drops like halfway through. It's, it, it's it's solid though it's michael mann so you're getting and i and i'm yeah I, there's I, other stuff i will let you know because um they're actually releasing uh either the blu-ray or the 4k in the next coming months and that's oh. and that's supposed to have the director's cut on there which hasn't been released yet so i'm i'm, I'm oh. interested to see what they change for that because um again i thought i thought the original was solid it's definitely not like a perfect thriller again casting chris hemsworth as like a hacker is like kind of kind of funny 
but yep. uh you know what are you gonna do <laughs> hollywood <laughs> yep so. it rarely works out as perfectly as it does uh in some of these movies but we can make allowances when there are auteur directors for sure harrison ford is um, a doctor i mean i think that was more believable i think that was more believable yeah i think it could go with it he he definitely embodied he that it everyday that man look you know what i mean he, has he does everyday, i think that's yeah. what gets him away most of the time but uh it's yeah, true. It lets him sneak in. There's some. I was listening to this podcast too. They were talking about. Oh, they were talking about um, most unrealistic actors for their jobs because okay. uh, they're talking about. So I married an axe murderer. And Best the, movie ever. The One fem- of the greatest. The female lead in there is a butcher, and she's like the hottest butcher of all time. And it's like, when have you ever seen a hot butcher? <laughs> I'm I'm hard pressed in your life and it's just like that's some Hollywood (laughs) shit right there it's just like yeah let's just make her like she's the only butcher that works in the shop and she's just like one of the hottest people you've ever seen really into it yep yep really into meats yeah yeah there's a lot that people ask us to stretch for so when when the stretches are as fun and as like clutch as they can be in a movie like this i will always be here for it so yeah you'll have to keep me in the loop about that and we'll have to i'll have to get the lowdown on uh opera and yeah yeah. any uh anything else before we get out of here no that's that's it that's all i got all right all right i think that wraps wraps it up guys uh yeah why don't you do our plugs and let's get out of here then let them know cool. where they can find us <laughs> yes uh never miss a minute of the action and follow the show at we stay buff on all the socials and the buffs on youtube and follow me personally at it's me shani b on all those platforms as well Yes, and then don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you have time, please leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow me on X, I guess, at Rampage underscore Misfit. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on there, so, but uh, you'll figure it out. And my movie page <laughs> is at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Bus. Stay buff.